0: Three, two, one. Welcome to the Monaco podcast.
1: Welcome back to a new episode. The guest we have today needs no introduction, but he will get one anyway. I'm lucky to present the founder of IOTA, Dominic Sheener. I've collected a bunch of questions from the community that we will terrorize him with for the next hour. So let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast, Dom. Uh, Hey, Thomas. How are you? What should I call you, Thomas QB? (laughs) (laughs) You can just go by Thomas for now. Yeah,
2: no, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, the most amazing part about Switzerland is that the weather app tells you it's gonna be bad, but then it actually turns out to be very beautiful, (laughs) so.
1: I know what you mean. Norway isn't really known for for having the best weather. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't been to norway in quite some time the last time i was there is in
2: 2017
1: right or 2018. oh that's not too far though
2: yeah four years right
1: yeah something like, yeah a couple four years um so uh there's been quite a lot of action around the, the iota foundation in the community lately
0: yeah
2: i mean i think i think most of the action has been behind the scenes because we haven't been really Vocal or active, I would say, because we've been really focused on just building and getting the strategy right. And maybe just to take a step back on where we stand right now, I think it's sort of like the calm before the storm, where we are really focused on on shipping Stardust and uh, Shimmer mainnet as soon as possible, because that will really unlock so much token utility and so much activity in the ecosystem. And we were just talking about it before the podcast. So I'd like, this is sort of the lowest point of our, of our ecosystem activity, right? Because it's only going to increase after this, after, um, after the introduction of, of Stardust and is really going to increase every day, um, mm. which is really an, an, a very exciting promise because that's what this is all about. Right. IOTA is only as valuable as its community and as its ecosystem.
1: Yeah. So sounds like a, a foundation. Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to have quite a lot of work then to cover everything in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the Munaco
2: podcast will be at the center of all of this to, to help um, put, put a different perspective on what's happening in the ecosystem, which is really important. And, you know, it's, it's like what excites me the most is really seeing people in our ecosystem moving full time and being able to work full time in their positions, in their respective positions, right? Like whether it's community mm-hmm. managers, whether it's developers, um, content writers, producers, and all of that is really my my goal to have an ecosystem where people are able to dedicate their time full-time on what they're really passionate about and also to realize opportunities, right? Because with Shimmer and with Assembly, we've opened up uh, uh, two new token ecosystems full of opportunities and is really exciting too to build all of that together with uh with the community and so my focus over the last few months has really been on getting the strategy right with with uh launching these new token ecosystems and speaking with uh important partners that will help to propel um the ecosystem and the growth in the ecosystem and just really reflecting on our position in the market because i think it's there like there's no denial that we have had to make a change in order to be competitive in the crypto market because the thesis of iota was around enterprise adoption so far which has worked out quite well in some regards like apse like the european blockchain services infrastructure is the best example uh where, where where we have a very exciting opportunity to build out the european blockchain infrastructure on top of iota so that's been going well, but other projects have obviously not been going so well because it takes a long time to sign NDAs or get agreements with companies and then something like a pandemic comes and, and mm. to prioritize, the, the priorities get reshuffled and focusing on crypto uh, more like really sort of broadening our mandate to empower the community to build on top of IOTA um, has really been our, our, our major focus over the last, I would say six to eight months. Mm. and what you're seeing in the community today is 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 sort of like the first results of that and it's really phenomenal to see that
1: yeah it's been an exponential growth just the past few months and um like over the last few years there's been quite a lot of ups, ups and downs right um like all, all across the crypto service space do you feel it's going the way that you decide right now
2: um it's important to mention that I don't decide, right? The foundation doesn't decide how the how the ecosystem grows. Um, our our duty in the ecosystem is to create technologies and to sort of like add utilities to the core protocol and to the wallet and stuff like that that the community desires, right? And um, we don't judge and we don't try to decide what gets built. Right? And so I I I've, been trying to stay out of some of these discussions in the community and just let it go because at the end of the day it's about permissionless innovation and we are here to empower the community so overall we don't try to decide what gets built but what i can definitely tell you is that i would have never expected this much activity so early on and and the suniverse team has done a tremendous job in in launching their Hmm. their platform and already having i don't know like five ti like nearly four or five million dollars in trading volume yeah and it's just getting started, right? And and I I just love seeing stuff like that. And at this point, and I've been saying this for the last few months, it's impossible for any one individual to really keep up with everything that's happening in the ecosystem. And that's exactly how it should be, right?
1: That mm. really shows that we're on the right track. Definitely. Um. How many people are is working in the IOTA Foundation right now, roughly? Um. It's about 180 people. 180. That's that's quite a lot yeah it's quite a lot and we've grown quite
2: significantly and um with the launch of shimmer and assembly i i I definitely think that we are going to hire a lot more aggressively as well because there's a lot to do in in helping to grow the ecosystem and so right now we are also working on sort of restructuring our our entity structures right because previously we just had the iota foundation and now we are setting up um, additional entities in Switzerland to help us really um, achieve our purpose uh, better and, and to also help the ecosystem, obviously.
1: Mm. But um, there's quite a lot of people, right? So I'm guessing there's quite a lot of different projects and, uh, and different directions these guys are working in. But, but what's the main goal for the AOTA Foundation right now? Uh, the main goal
2: is to launch Shimmer, right? To launch Stardust, so to say. Mm. Because with that, we are really with, with that, we can do so many exciting things within the community, right? Like, for example, um, proof of attendance protocols, um, doing more community incentives for participation, right? Uh, for activity leaderboards, uh, giving out grants, setting up DAOs, um, launching tokens. And making really NFTs uh, uh, tradable, so to say, and, and really decentralizing the ecosystem, and, and, and helping to, helping to significantly increase the the growth of the ecosystem. Like all of that is being achieved uh, through Stardust, right? The, the um, upgrade that is coming with first with Shimmer, and then later on with, with with IOTA. So that is really the major objective right now. But you know, um, whenever people think about the iota foundation as you already said we have so many people so many amazing people in the foundation that we're doing uh, 50 different things at once so while i'm saying that stardust and shimmer is our main priority it doesn't mean that other things get deprioritized right like mm. iota 2.0 and go shimmer are completely separate teams assemblies also um, somewhat separate from from this and so those those are all happening simultaneously It's not that they're being put um, on on, on less of a priority.
0: Mm,
1: Yeah. And um, investors uh, in IOTA, like we have been through just rough and wet and everything during these years, uh, holding on with diamond hands. Um, There's always been this like uh, hard feeling that it's just around the corner is the thing that's going to be like everyone's open up their eyes and we feel really that we made it. Uh, do you think with Stardust and Assembly and Shimmer that, that we'll finally see IOTA being a top coin again? Um,
2: that's the objective, right? I think I think we're really trying to launch an ecosystem uh, with, with, with Shimmer where there's going to be really a lot of activity thanks to DeFi. So that means that finally your assets will be productive, right? That means that you can actually earn yield on your tokens and you can participate in the ecosystem in much more ways than than you previously could have done with iota so yeah like i'm i'm you know i've been i've been in crypto for 10 years now and i've i've sort of seen it all like all the hypes and all the busts all the scam coins all the crazy ideas that have been thrown around and I'm, I'm i'm more excited than ever right this is, I'm, I'm i'm really here to win yeah. with with iota with shimmer and with assembly and And that is my personal objective. And that's what I'm dedicating my time to. And that's what what all the people in the foundation and also in the ecosystem are really dedicating their time to. And so I think what can make all of us really confident in this direction is just seeing all this amazing activity in the community, right? When, uh, when, When looking at the current projects that have applied to our builders program, right? Touchpoint, there is more than 30 projects right now that are being actively supported. And that just shows you the sheer volume that is already coming, just like the sheer volume of activity, right? That's just coming from, from from our existing community. And once the tokens launch, we can really increase that activity so much more by providing additional incentives, by giving out grants and stuff like that. So that will really help us win in this market. And maybe one thing to also mention, because many people sometimes put it in their in their head that IOTA will only succeed um, if we have cortisite. The ultimate objective of, or, and like in order to realize our vision, we need to be absolutely 100% decentralized. That is why we have been working on IOTA 2.0 for the last couple of years. And that's why we are very confident that it offers uh, a new architecture to solve the scaling issues of other protocols and to also open up IOTA to new possibilities, right? Like with layer two scaling and layer two smart contract networks, because with, with that, thanks to our DAG architecture, IOTA can really open up to, to new possibilities for builders and, and really create this multi-chain environment, so to say, right? Right. That is sort of the long-term vision of IOTA, and we are here to realize that. But not achieving Cordiside doesn't mean that IOTA will not be adopted because the market is very differently uh, today than it was uh, three or four years ago. And mm. while s- s- decentralization is the ultimate goal, sufficient decentralization will really help us get to where we want to be. And and that is what we are um, working on. And so that is why right now, the main objective of the foundation is to increase the utility in the protocol, right? That's why we have Stardust. That's why we have Shimmer and Assembly. And with that, we can then also um, start paving the way for the fully decentralized version of IOTA with IOTA 2.0
1: and as you said earlier that uh, this is just the the calm before the storm that that actually puts it in perspective because it's it doesn't feel calm at all but if this is the calm then i'm looking forward to see what's coming yeah i mean
2: i mean there's no denial that the price doesn't really follow uh, what's been happening and, and and there's multiple reasons for that right and i think some people just really have to be patient as well and don't, don't don't lose sight of of what's happening and i think there's definitely also more that we can communicate uh to make it much more obvious but there is only so many suits that you can give and at this point the only thing that matters um is to deliver right and and that's why we've been focused on delivering
1: yeah uh so another thing that's gotten quite a lot of attention was your uh, little vacation to the us uh was there anything exciting over there that you were able to share with us The main focus of the trip to the US was to meet up with important future partners,
2: right? So other layer one protocols where we can create bridges to, which will be very exciting because with that, the Yoda token and Shimmer and Assembly can actually be bridged to other networks, and tokens from other networks can be bridged to our networks, which um, can offer some great opportunities to increase our TVL, and um, maybe. I I should quickly explain what TVL means, right? TVL stands for total value locked. And now that we're really entering crypto, we will have an entire ecosystem of applications where you can lock your tokens or where you can, so to to say, work uh, productively with your tokens to earn yield. And and the way that we calculate that amount of tokens that are locked is, is just called TVL. And so that's sort of like one of the important metrics of what we're going for, to have as much TVL on Shimmer and on Assembly as possible. Mm. And uh, yeah, the the trip in the US was was about uh, speaking with other layer one protocols to build bridges. So that's been going well. I I obviously don't want to name names because it's kind of sort of like pre-announcing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of awkward. And uh, speaking with bigger funds, right? Especially crypto hedge funds because they're very interested in Earning yield on their assets. And the last thing is to um, work with new service providers, including custody solutions. So I think now we should be at the point where we hopefully have the custody problem resolved
0: mm, and uh,
2: working on integration of that. So that should really help with uh, with exchanges, but also obviously with the, with the DeFi ecosystem itself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you announced uh, some months ago uh, an NFT, uh, the Shimmer uh, Genesis NFT, the shirts. Yeah. Uh, what's the update on that? So
2: um, we we initially proposed this as an idea to, or not not as an idea, but we really as a project um, to to the community to help fund projects in the ecosystem, uh, To set up, set up sort of a DAO. And honestly, I might've been a little bit too aggressive in pushing it out <laughs> um, because it obviously opened up a lot of discussions, which is really good, right? I think one thing that makes IOTA so strong and, and what that makes our community so amazing is that people really question things and they provide opinions and they really want to be part of the entire conversation. And, and that's what makes us so strong, right? Mm. And since then we have sort of deprioritized the project uh, because there's been so much so many other things to work on like including launching assembly growing the ecosystem and stuff like that um, I think as as we get closer to launching shimmer and um, we're going to revive the project what I would do there is I would no longer do the staking boost but instead um, introduce some other token utility that we can give to NFT holders and so this is something that we still have to discuss but mm. I think overall, I really like the idea of setting up a DAO so that the community can fund projects. And um, I think as we get closer to Shimmer, we can, we can um, start the discussion again on how it should look like. Mm. Yeah. So it's not off the table. Let's put it that way. And yeah. the top draw merge and the team there has really done a, such an amazing job with all the merchandising and stuff like that. So I'm I'm very confident that we can deliver some some really great NFTs and uh, a really great community project and honestly like the 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 funny part is like that idea while it was very controversial it sort of started the whole uh, nft boom in our community (laughs) Mm, it was first
1: yeah (laughs) so we took the hit (laughs) yeah but it it was for it was for a good cause (laughs) yeah definitely i liked it a lot so i was really looking forward to get one of these shirts yeah, we're still doing it, definitely. Yeah, but without taking boost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because of quite a lot of discussions around that one. Um, but now that all these uh, all these things are coming, um, you need uh, a way to get all people outside the bubble into the bubble. So how do you expect the developers to come from outside the IOTA bubble and into the ecosystem? Opportunities. The only way that we can attract other users is by really
2: offering tangible opportunities. Like we can write so many nice blog posts, make so many nice graphics of how IOTA 2.0 is superior, about how we are going multi-chain, about how we solve scaling issues. But at the end of the day, the the only thing that matters is to have really tangible facts and, and have a tangible network that people can actually participate in and try it out right so with iota we already have that like so many people joined iota because of the staking opportunity that we started uh, three months ago and like for example whenever i speak with some really big like billion dollar funds they always tell me how amazing the staking experience was mm, yeah, <laughs> so well. that's yeah it was really smooth right so the the firefly team and the the node the team protocol teams have really done an amazing job there but my, my point is that what we what see with the staking on IOTA is that if we offer these opportunities, they will come, right? And we don't have to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into sponsoring um, Formula One cars <laughs> or uh, football teams and stuff like that. The only thing that matters is to offer opportunities. And, and that's, that's really my big focus right now on how we can make sure that, that Shimmer and that assembly. At the at the later stage are really um ecosystem of ecosystems of opportunities. And so that means for one, getting early into token projects, right? New dApps like d- decentralized exchanges, NFT marketplaces, and stuff like that. And obviously also um having yield opportunities. And so that is why, for example, bridges are so important, because when we have bridges from, for example, the Shimmer network, to Ethereum, to Polygon, to Phantom, and so on and so forth, and token holders and community members from those communities can easily bridge over to Shimmer, and they can start to become active in the Shimmer network. And and that's really my focus right now on how how this entire puzzle piece, right, these different puzzle pieces will look together, will be pulled together so that we have an entire mosaic and and it's it's actually actually incredibly exciting so a lot of my time is just spending doing research and reading up on what's been happening in other ecosystems so that we can try and uh, learn from their mistakes right because for example other networks have invested hundreds of millions of dollars in liquidity incentives that didn't really work and so I'm looking into what we can do better and how we can learn from others because while we are sort of late to the game what is obvious is two things right first of all the best opportunities are in early stage um, crypto ecosystems and we are launching early stage crypto ecosystem with iota right we've never had DeFi in iota we're launching it with shimmer and we're launching it with assembly so there's three networks of opportunities that are really attractive for people outside of our space and the second thing that is obvious is that because we are sort of late to the game we can really learn from the others Mm. And we can rep- replicate their successes and we can learn from their failures and and to better and try to scale this up uh, much more aggressively and much quicker.
1: Yeah. Uh, does Iota have any competitors out there right now?
2: Oh, many. Right. Um, the one thing that we always sort of knew is that sort of these advantages of low fees, high scalability and uh higher staking rewards and stuff like that they're sort of becoming negligible because at the end of the day the differences are minimal because most of the time it really matters most what is being achieved right because it, if, if you have low fees compared to no fees the uh, the difference if you're talking about high value transactions is minimal right so in that regard technologically you, you you can only compete so much right i think with iota 2.0 we really have an opportunity to leapfrog against the competition hmm. um uh, because there we're really using the tangle to our advantage and we have uh, very very fast finality times like right? we're talking about one to two seconds there or even less which is which is really amazing and we're really talking about executing smart contracts in parallel so iota 2.0 allows us to leapfrog but right now with stardust we are we are sort of becoming feature like reaching feature parity with other networks of course there is there's differences because we are we have no fees on the layer one uh, we 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 have a scalability we can deploy multiple smart contract chains on top of iota right so we already have this parallel execution of smart contract chains so that is really exciting but I think the only way in which we will win in this market is to, um, yeah, be competitive in the ecosystem and the way that we build it, the opportunities that we offer and how we enable people to participate. So so that's why my big focus. So overall, I think we, we, we have quite a few competitors, um, obviously Phantom, Avalanche, Solana, all those networks have a similar um, ecosystem right now, and a similar focus right now. But we have to clearly differentiate and I think one way that we are differentiating is really by what we are like, why are we doing all of this? And I think this is really where where I want to make everybody realize is that crypto is not the end goal, right? It's not the primary objective of what we're going for. What we're going for is real world adoption. And we're talking about billions of, the, of devices, of people that we want to onboard and get into our, our decentralized economies that are being built through IOTA and through, through Shimmer and Assembly, obviously. And we're really here about creating impact. And the main reason why we're entering crypto and why we're entering DeFi is really because it's also a means to an end, right? It's obvious that crypto uh, is here to stay. It's obvious that DeFi is here to stay and that it offer, offers so many amazing opportunities to help finance um, people all around the world. And so being positioning IOTA in the the crypto world is meant to accelerate the impact that we can have. And so we are still continuing to do, uh, for example, uh, the the bigger project that we're doing with, with the European Union that we're doing in Africa with Trademark East Africa. And we're not just continuing them, we actually want to accelerate them. And so I think this impact focus that we have by by using crypto as a means to an end is is really how we differentiate as well. Because I can give you a good example is I I had a call with one of the largest DeFi teams from a different uh, protocol, like one of the top 20 coins. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
2: first thing that they asked me is like, what is your vision? Like, what are you trying to achieve? And because I laid out a very clear vision that we are here to really try and make the world a better place through technology and try to make sure that decentralization wins over centralized ecosystems and centralized networks. And they realize that our values are sort of aligned, right? And DeFi is not just about making money, like making money is sort of a byproduct of pursuing a higher goal. And the higher goal that we are really pursuing is, is decentralization, right? We want to have decentralized technologies everywhere. We want to empower people with technology, we want to make it possible for everybody in the world to participate in these amazing opportunities that we are offering because many of us realize that the traditional system has sort of failed us, right? And they're they're like, what's happening right now with the world, with the interest rates, with inflation and stuff like that, it begs the question, like what comes next? And I don't know about you and I don't know about all our, our listeners, but I'm more convinced of crypto than ever before. Right, with what's been happening uh, geopolitically lately mm. because the, the the importance of self-sovereign money self-sovereign identity, self-sovereign uh technologies and networks cannot be um overstated because it's absolutely essential for our future and so i think we need to make it very clear to people that we are not here to get rich right? we are we're really here to build a, a, a technology that solves real problems And I think with that, we can really compete and also differentiate with some of those other protocols. Because it's kind of obvious that other networks, they are purely focused on making money. And if you look at the vision of them, it's just, hey, faster blockchain, uh, so you can do better DeFi. And and that's not why we are here for.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, if you, this is a speculative question, right? So there's no right or wrong uh how many years do you think iota need from now to reach where ethereum is now both by the size of their ecosystem and uh, the market cap um,
2: market cap is more difficult i would say because with market cap there is a lot of history that goes into that and ethereum has built up trust over i don't know half a decade right so so they they rightfully deserve that spot and honestly ethereum deserves to be number one um absolutely right compared mm. to bitcoin and the innovation and the opportunities that uh, that the has offered to the entire crypto space is absolutely amazing yeah so they are really the true leaders also with, with because of their levels of decentralization so i think to get to that level uh, it, it will definitely take um i don't know at least three to five years because we have to establish iota 2.0 as as, as a true true contender to to take the vision of satoshi nakamoto and and sort of finish it right Uh, by by fully decentralizing the network by not giving power to miners and by empowering everybody to sort of participate in the consensus because the ultimate goal of iota is to be sort of the trust anchor of the world the way that the theorem works right now is that they have layer two like the way that they're solving their scaling issues is by having a layer two networks that anchor into the layer one. We sort of have a similar architecture with our smart contracts approach. So I, I would say that the goal with IOTA 2.0 is to establish IOTA as the trust anchor of the world, right? Hmm. And to get there, it will, it will definitely take three to five years at, at least. But like, I mean, in the meantime, like this year, our goal is to reach 20% of the activity, the network activity, of ethereum right and i think over the next one to two years we can really rapidly catch up in terms of network activity and 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 utility
1: yeah because that was my next question actually um like the 20 percent of ethereum activity this year isn't that going to be pretty hard to achieve
2: i mean that's the goal um sort of like that's the sort of the point of these objectives right mm-hmm. they have to be ambitious yeah and and I like, I like to have such big targets and I think it really helps to drive us as as a community as well to see what are we going for? Because we're not going for, hey, let's have five dApps and let's uh, have uh, 20,000 transactions every month. We're we're really going for 20% of Ethereum's daily active addresses. And what that is on average right now, I think that's around 100,000 active addresses per day. So we need basically 100,000 on average, right? Hundred thousand active users, and I, I I really believe that we can achieve that with what I've with what with, what with, with, with what I'm seeing in the in the community, what's being built, and the, the level of interest as well. So so yeah, mm. it's an objective, right? So so yeah. let's make
1: sure it happens. Definitely. Um, so a topic that often comes up uh, around speculation is the funding of the IOTA Foundation, right? Um, it's it seems like when the price goes down people are getting a little bit concerned that the foundation will be able to fund themselves how is everything there yeah so um we we were funded
2: primarily through the assembly uh token sale right the the private sale where we raised around 18 million Mm dollars so there was um i think it was like last year when when we closed it like i think was september of last year And with that we've been funding ourselves in addition to that we obviously have still i think around 35 million dollars worth of iota tokens Mm. and overall we're 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 in a pretty good spot right now like there's no denial that iota is sort of the most underfunded project (laughs) in this space because we we never took any pre-mine but i must say like because of that we never had it easy right we were never offered the 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 golden solution on the silver platter. We always had to fight for it. And I think that really shows us in what we in what we're building and what we're trying to achieve because everybody else got too rich to care. Right, yeah. all these other projects and many competitors that we had in 2017, 18, they sort of become hedge funds at this point because they realize it's much easier to just manage their money. To invest into DeFi projects and stuff like that, than to actually build stuff. Whereas we took the opposite route, right? So we're really focused on building, and I think that really shows a lot of strength because going through hardship, going, showing a lot of perseverance, really means that you need to think differently and uh, to to be able to to compete in this market. And so, so yeah, like like we, we we're in, in in a good financial position right now. But obviously we can do so much more with, with a lot more funding. So part of my focus at the moment is also how we can significantly increase the budget of the foundation and the budget of these new entities or like, yeah, the new entities that we're setting up in Switzerland so that we can accelerate and grow even more. And obviously once the Shimmer token and the Assembly tokens launch, we, we also have a lot more funding. So, so overall, I'm, I'm really not worried.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, But what would you say is the biggest obstacle IOTA is facing right now? Um, It's sort of a
2: transformation for us as well, um, where, where we have to clearly communicate to the community what our vision is, right? Because previously it was very clear that IOTA was about IT. It was about the machine economy. But going into crypto, it also means that our vision has sort of expanded right it's no longer just about machines but it's also about people it's no longer just about the machine economy but it's also about all decentralized economies so to say Mm. and because our our focus has broadened our vision has broadened it's very important that we make people realize in the community that we're not losing sight of of who we are and who we want to be right just to iterate this again we're we're really about creating value. We're really about having an impact on the world. And it's not about making a lot of money. It's not about uh, having, having a big DeFi ecosystem and stuff like that. It's really about achieving our goals. That, like, that is why we are entering crypto because by entering crypto, we can accelerate the, the, the impact that we can have. So I think the biggest obstacle right now is just to clearly communicate all of that to the community as well. That's why we have to be very consistent Hmm. and um it's obviously a big job because there's like a hundred different things to do at the same time (laughs) yeah like for example preparing the entire shimmer marketing strategy and uh, thinking about how we promote the assembly projects and stuff like that and and even though we have
1: 180 people it's still not enough if you think about it (laughs) yeah i can imagine quite a lot of different uh, like area you have to cover yeah exactly exactly but but i'm really grateful for the team
2: that we have at the I- iota foundation and also all the people in the community because they're they're, they're really a, a tremendous asset mm. so yeah
1: yeah so another question that came up a couple of times was when will micropayments be possible again um micropayments will be possible already uh with the current
2: startup release right mm. yeah i think you just have to pay the dust deposit for, yeah. for that to work what's basically happening with iota is that a lot of the utility that was previously on layer one is moving to layer two because with layer two we can basically achieve the exact same thing while actually offering better scaling and better um yeah like better solutions because the architectures that we're building on layer two they can be specifically focused on a certain use case a good example is what's happening with data because data use cases are still possible on layer one but you would obviously have to Uh, give a dust deposit so that means that for um oracle data it's 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 really amazing to have it on layer one right because you have the security of the entire network behind it and but there's also other use cases where you for example want to only have data stored for for a certain period of time right and you want to make sure that everybody has seen it Mm. so so that you have these different proofs and, and this is something that could be really well built up as a layer two solution. And, and the same is true with micropayments. Some of the OG people in the community might remember flash channels, which were basically like bidirectional payment channels, where you just signed a transaction uh, between each other, between one device and another device. And you don't actually publish the transaction. You just sign the, the transfer of balances, so to say. Hmm. And then in the end, you then publish the transaction to, to, to the network. So yeah. like a predecessor of the lightning network and and that stuff is very much possible on layer two. so it's not that micro payments is no longer part of it, but it's definitely um, going to uh, be built on layer two yeah and by and and one one important thing to mention now is that our protocol team has done a really tremendous job in in providing a lot of guidance on what the layer one should be for and what it should not be for and by having that guidance and that clarity, it will be a lot easier for us to really um, build solutions right? and and make sure that Ayoda gets uh, properly uh, uh, used.
1: Mm. Um, I think you actually comment on this question uh, back in Discord for a couple of days ago. But if you were to guess, would you say Cordiside can be completed uh, this year?
2: Yeah. So in order to do Cordiside, we need to have it done on like sort of like feature complete with Goshimmer. And I I from, from what the team has been saying, that is well on its way right now. So all the major research questions have have been resolved. So now it's about implementation. Now, when it comes to to doing cortisite on the mainnet, right? I'm talking about the mainnet. Mm-hmm. It it's a huge risk. And so I think all of us agree that we would need at least six months of having cortisite on Shimmer before we can make any drastic moves on on doing it on the iota mainnet because it really needs to be properly tested and validated and that is really why we build shimmer right or why we mm-hmm. launched shimmer so it's this staging network
1: yeah that makes sense
2: yeah so it just takes time to to do all of this testing so the goal is, is really to do it on shimmer as soon as possible after we're done with Stardust, but i don't expect a to happen on the iota mainnet this year okay but you expect it to be on Shimmer this year. That's the goal. Um, yeah. but don't crucify us mm-hmm. <laughs> if it doesn't happen. No. Because the way the court is said, like like just, just to make it clear for everybody to understand how it's going to work. Right now we have Go Shimmer, which is the research implementation of IOTA 2.0. Right. So now that sort of the modules are are being validated and tested in real life, once that testing phase is done. Go- we're going to write sort of specifications for each of the modules that really defines, hey, like uh, this uh, part of the protocol um, is supposed to work in, in this and that way and the algorithms are, are being specified and all of that. This is part of the tip process, right, where the protocol is sort of being standardized, uh, t- uh, tangle improvement proposals. And with those tips, um, the, client, the, the client softwares, right, At hornet and b will then take those tips and they will then um, change the node software so right now we're building stardust and after stardust we're actually starting to implement iota 2.0 already in hornet and in b Mm. so that there's not going to be a cordicide, cordicide right right there's not going to be an event where we just switch off the coordinator and we're all going to dance and throw like Mm -hmm. the sickest party on the ground party in berlin or something yeah (laughs) um it's, it's really where we are progressively going towards full decentralization so so the modules from iota 2.0 are going to find their way into hornet and beam and once they're implemented there they will be tested in the shimmer network and once we've done sufficient testing they will then make their way into um uh, iota mm. right. so so that's really the release cycle and we're going to really uh like we've been working on this blog post that really shows what this what this development cycle will look like and, and how are we going to get to IOTA 2.0. No. But this is really the safest way to get to it. And also,
1: I think the the one that the community will appreciate the most. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, how big of an impact will Assembly and Shimmer have on IOTA, both on the ecosystem and the development of the market? And um, we're already seeing it right now, right?
2: Without smart contracts, without Assembly, and I think without Shimmer, we wouldn't be in the position that we are today. Mm-hmm. With the with the ecosystem growth. And I think only with those two networks um we 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 sort of saw the community step up
1: and be able to start building on top of IOTA. Mm. And I also saw that you you um you said assembly a root chain will launch in 2022. Like just to clarify what is a root chain? So the way that um it's
2: going to work on Shimmer right now is that we have the layer one network, right? right where we have Stardust, so to say. And on layer one, we have native tokens, we have NFTs, we have output types, and we have the support for smart contracts. So then we have the layer two, um, which is going to be smart contract chains, right? So anybody could technically deploy their own smart contract chain. The way that it's going to work on Shimmer is that there will be one main smart contract chain, but we can also call it the Shimmer EVM. So most of the dApps will actually deploy to that Shimmer EVM because of the compatibility and the composability and stuff like that. And you can think about this as a sort of beta version of Assembly because IOTA and Assembly will work in the exact same way. So later in the year, when we're going to upgrade IOTA with Stardust, we are able to launch Assembly on top of uh, on top of IOTA by deploying that root chain, right? By deploying that uh, uh, smart contract chain. Hmm. And in that smart contract chain, all the dApps can launch and stuff like that.
1: Okay. And um, like marketing for uh, Assembly, uh, do you expect the investors from Assembly to, to to do like a broaden marketing strategy? Yeah, I mean they can.
2: They're they're already like pushing for it. So I'm already supposed to do like an Asia trip. So I think September, October, I will spend probably like a month in Asia. No. just to meet up with people and uh, go to south korea go to singapore obviously and probably go to japan as well if it's possible and china just to really meet up with with uh, some some important people locally and also meet meetups because i think now is the time to get back into it and they the early contributors of assembly there definitely I'm very interested in doing promotion and uh, helping to grow the ecosystem. So they've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, and so I'm really happy to to be working together with them because they're they're sending me messages daily, like, "Hey, should we do that? Should we, can we do this?" and so on and so forth. So we are we are
1: closely coordinating with them. Mm. And has all the investors of Assembly been announced, or is there more like behind the scenes that doesn't want to come out yet? Uh, there's more behind the scenes. Nice. That are. Um, coming out at the later stage great um uh, have assembly already started to in, uh, invest in different projects from what i've seen there's been commitments so
2: far um to invest into projects but the big problem is that the network is not live yet right the, te- the shimmer test net is not live yet so i think once that is live and um, we, we we're going to see a lot more projects being funded and um, i think right now i know of three projects that have received funding and uh, the other ones are sort of like in, in a wait and see mode at the mm-hmm. moment for shimmer to go be live. because many of the dApps that are applying for assembly right like i've have, have applied for touchpoint they're also um launching on shimmer
1: yeah and um have you seen the an increase of new partners coming forward to IOTA now that you are delivering all these new types of technology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like there there's a lot more excitement
2: um for for what's happening in IOTA. Um like there's no denial that IOTA was sort of tainted or branded by what has happened in 2018, where we were sort of like the antagonist in in the crypto space, but mm. uh, What has been done by some other people and obviously what has been happening in general in in iota um especially not being favorable with the researchers from other communities so i think we've been working quite tirelessly to rebuild that uh, reputation which has worked up really well Hmm. and obviously shimmer and assembly has has opened up excitement as, as as well so that's why i said before that the best way to really attract people from outside is to offer them opportunities and so we do that with uh,
1: with the, with the shimmer and the assembly ecosystem so that's why
2: it's a big focus right now
1: mm, that's fantastic and uh we, we always see quite a lot of action around iota in europe uh how is it going on um like outside like the us and asia um, I think it's going more slowly than expected, simply
2: because we don't have the network live yet. Once we have the network live, we will be able to do a lot more events and also do a lot more, like have a lot more local projects that, um, can, push the, like, that can push our, our ecosystem locally. So I think we are really mainly waiting for that because everybody loves airdrops. Everybody loves new tokens, NFTs and stuff like that. So I think once once the network's alive, we can start
1: doing that stuff. Mm. And um, uh, when, we, when I joined the, uh, the AMA back in, uh, I can't remember when it was, uh, but a question I had then, uh, which got quite a lot of attention, was partners investing in the actual token. Um, it was said that they were uh, were speculating about it, but due to the market crash that came shortly after, they backed out. Uh, are you seeing their interest coming back now, or have any anyone already gone in? Um, I think one or two of them have gotten in. Uh,
2: but you, like like you're mainly talking about traditional players, or you talking about bigger funds? Oh, both. So bigger funds are are definitely um, already in. Like many of them actually joined to be able to stake, hmm. right? That worked out pretty well. Um, when it comes to traditional companies, I think there was only two that have done it, but they haven't announced it. And um, I, I I don't know the check size that they've done because they, wouldn't, they didn't want to disclose it,
1: obviously. Yeah, I remember when I had Holger back on for a couple of months ago, he mentioned that at least one of them had bought in seven features. So that's yeah. pretty good. Very nice. Yeah, hopefully we will get to know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm. So, how do the IF deal with the constant mood swings of the uh, like the smaller investors in the community <laughs> it's making quite a lot of noise? Yeah, you know,
2: I, I, I must say it can be quite frustrating at times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this is part of the game, right? And like, if we didn't do proper community management. Um, I think everything would sort of fall apart and most important is that we show empathy and that we really try to answer questions hmm. and i can understand these people as well obviously because they have certain expectations and if there's a lack of communication a lack of news and stuff like that it's easy to start questioning your decision yeah and to get angry and so that's like that's why i really try to be on discord every day but uh, it can definitely be frustrating slash demotivating at
1: times. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but, you guys are doing a, a terrific job, though. You are in there all the time answering the questions, helping people out. So, um, like, oh, full credits to you guys because it's it's really appreciated that you do it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And, and
2: I think Holger and Antonio are really doing a, a, a phenomenal job. And all of the moderators, they're they're really the the true heroes of all of this and so the thing is it's it's easy to get hyped about progress when a price directly goes up Mm. right but if the price stays stable or even goes down because of the the macro level people start to question oh my god like are they working on stuff that actually doesn't move the market right and i think yeah it's important for people to understand that progress does not equal price development and Especially with iota, because a lot of the supply is locked away, it's much easier for us to have these bigger uh, price swings and mm. other networks. And so, right now the focus is really just on on getting Shimmer uh, uh, live and and then, yeah, building building that out and and getting it on iota.
1: Yeah, we will be fun. Live when the uh, next staking period starts. Uh, probably ongoing as this episode goes uh, live but then quite a lot of tokens are locked up so it shouldn't need too many investors going crazy on binance for the price to spike yeah, yeah. Uh, so we spoke a little bit about it early in the in the podcast um but how does the uh, if deal with the um the custody providers and how is that going on so we have our own custody provider, which is basically based on, on
2: a hardware secure module. So it's like a hardware device. Um, they, they are really an amazing team. And they also offer this to high net worth individuals. Um, the, the key has been to find a custody provider that actually offers um, what is called multi-party computation. So you can think about it like multi-signatures that you can sign in the cloud securely and also do higher transaction volume um through that and all of the previous ones that we tried to work with through some bad luck didn't end up uh, working out like for example the last one that we already had to signed agreement with and everything and they were already starting to work on the integration they were bought by paypal mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that was kind of a, a unfortunate event and yeah. since then we've been working on finding a new partner, so i think right now we should be in a good position to have a new um, custody provider and um, who, who started the integration for 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 the status release right
1: yeah that's fantastic and um uh speaking about it like exchanges has always been like a big subject right in in the community like when do we get in coinbase and when do we get in Kraken, gemini you, you know it. um so we we definitely probably need this custody solution be- before that's even a subject, do we? Um, Some of
2: them, yes. But like, for example, we got, I think it was KuCoin recently, right? Which was a really amazing win uh, because they're definitely one of the biggest. Um, We also, I think it was BitMart or something like that that also listed IOTA. So I think over the last six months, we got three new exchanges that listed IOTA. Obviously the biggest one is Coinbase where we are waiting for them to to see what the next steps are and hopefully hopefully they will start listing iota very soon because there's nothing holding us back so to say
1: yeah that would be awesome because i think i think like coinbase is a very common like onboarding phase for new people who's coming into crypto
2: yeah you know like i feel really bad because it like, like i also have family or like relatives in the us and they always ask me hey where can I buy iota and i I don't actually have an answer. Yeah, like there's obviously binance yes, but binance yes is not really
1: exciting. I think, and it's all pretty pretty hard to use binance for someone that never been into something like that. Yeah, hmm. but hopefully we will see uh, Coinbase or Kraken or something popping up around any minute. Um, yeah, but also we will get Shimmer and Assembly on on exchanges. I think I've seen a couple at least Bitfinex and Bitpanda. Supposing it,
2: yeah. Um, I think that some of them are have already shown quite some interest in listing, um, assembly and obviously also Shimmer. So I'm I'm quite hopeful that when the networks launch, that we're also going to see exchanges actually list the tokens.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to see that. Um, but I'm pretty sure at least Bitfinex and Bitpanda are on board from what I've seen. So that's pretty cool. I think so, yeah. So, a question was uh, something I'm not very familiar with, uh, but I've heard about it for a couple of times. Uh, what's the deal with the smart contract technology, AG? So, that is a 100% for profit subsidiary of the yoda Foundation.
2: And it basically helped to do the assembly, uh, like the first private token sale, um, sort of like was the vehicle for that. And I think moving forward, we're going to continue using that um as a sort of holding structure because we are obviously going to also create some for-profit entities within the within our ecosystems where we're basically excavating projects like uh, spinning off projects within the within iota and so the smart contracts technologies ag will be a holding company of of those um equity right of of those startups
0: mm.
1: and um For people that want to come into the community and start building with IOTA, uh, is there any like main tools you're building for these guys to to make it easier for them? Yeah, I mean, the
2: exciting part is because we're EVM compatible, you can start using all of the existing tooling for Ethereum already. And so that works really well. I think when we have Stardust, like the Stardust testnet ready, and it will be much easier for builders to reliably deploy smart contracts mm-hmm. and um, start interacting. And so obviously we, as the IOTA Foundation, we provide all the tooling for the layer one tokenization, NFTs and stuff like that, right? So so
1: we're, we're already building all of that. Mm. You probably can't answer this question, uh, but like is there something coming down the road like close enough to say soon? uh that will blow the minds of both developers and investors of AOTA. um i would say the, the whole
2: ecosystem play will be very exciting um that that is something that many people don't realize how quickly it can go to build something like that especially with our network and with our expertise in the market because we're not starting from zero right
1: mm-hmm. we
2: already have a really uh, great and, and big community and we now now it's about sort of unlocking um, that potential within the within the community, and so I think I think people don't realize how quickly that can go. That's yeah, like that's why I I'm I'm always pretty calm when when people are are fearful, especially when the price goes down and stuff like that. Because right now, as I always said before, it's really the calm before the storm, mm-hmm. and so we are, we we're we aligning all of these different things so that we are we, we are ready
1: yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to it i think i think the next uh few months over the summer will be quite exciting to to keep up with everything yeah mm. so the last question uh we've been living in lockdowns for a couple of years for those that haven't noticed um is there plan any community meetups now that the restriction is calming down yeah i I would absolutely love to do
2: that so i think we're actually going to probably hire like a full-time event uh, manager in the foundation Mm -hmm. to really help to organize meetups and now with the swiss entity setup we are actually able to also help to fund these meetups a lot more yeah because it was really painful to to do this in germany because it was simply not possible to pay for these things which really um was incredibly frustrating because the way that other projects work is that they have an entity on the british virgin islands or in panama or bahamas or wherever and Mm. they have no restrictions on how they can spend their money so it's a lot easier for them to like incentivize the ecosystem and help to fund projects and stuff like that because there's no repercussions if you misspent your money right so when us we were tightly regulated and couldn't do such things. And now with the Swiss entities, we should open up, we can open this up more. So I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to do more meetups because I think they they really help the community. And so if anybody actually wants to organize them or wants to be part of this, I don't know, maybe you can call it event committee or event DAO, mm. uh, please please, please let us know because I think this is definitely something that, that we have to start doing
1: now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm so that was it for me for me is there anything you would like to to add before we end no no it sounds great how, how has it been going with the podcast so far like uh, you were
2: number five on, <laughs> on the german charts.
1: yeah we reached actually number three actually uh one spot between me and lex Friedman, and uh so we're moving a little bit up and down all the time um but i think we've been number four in south korea uh 15 in the us so it's it's, pre- it's pretty pretty cool but it's it's never like fixed so it's up and down and every, all the time that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> yeah definitely. you know when i saw that
2: they were like how the fuck
1: did you do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was quite surprised myself so yeah so i hope everyone enjoyed this episode i sure certainly did uh, quite a lot of great information and dom is always a, a great guest so other than that get behind get left behind cheers